I'm Dana Sosteger. After three decades in the marketing business and many years of being an entrepreneur, I've learned a thing or two about marketing. Join me as we talk about marketing, small business, and life in between. Welcome to My Weekly Marketing. At the beginning of each new year, I love to start fresh. I order a new journal, a new calendar, and find an excuse to spend some money on some fun things like sticky notes and markers, because who doesn't like those? But with a business, it's important to start the process of planning a little before the new year begins. We need to start it now, which is mid-November when I'm recording this, or even earlier. I'm a planner by nature, but the first couple of years in my first business, which was a design business, I was so head down trying to get projects done for my clients that I really didn't plan for the upcoming year. If business got slow, I would slap together a promotion and put it out there knowing that it was not the right way to run a promotion. But when it's last minute, your hands are tied, right? I shudder to think about all the business I could have had if I had had systems and promotions in place. I left a lot of money on the table. So when you know better, you do better, right? And I want the same for you. So for the next couple of episodes, I want to talk about planning for the new year, planning for marketing, for systems, and for reaching your goals. If you want your business to grow, you need to take some steps to make that happen. Some of these are big steps, like hiring help when you need it, or planning your marketing promotions in advance, and setting up processes inside your business, even if it's just you and you don't have employees. That's where my guest, Julia Wolf comes in. She's actually a Six Sigma Master Black Belt, and she spent much of her life in the corporate world, but she's also been a small business owner. And she's going to talk to us today about process mapping. Six Sigma, in case you don't know, is a set of tools and methodologies that improves businesses' quality. Six Sigma identifies inefficiencies and puts solutions in place to improve profitability. Now, you may wonder how that can benefit a small business. Basically, with Six Sigma principles, you too can streamline your business to help you reach your goals. Now, Julia is actually a very special guest. That's because besides being an expert at processes and systems, Julie is also my sister. When I was putting this show together, I couldn't think of a better guest to talk about all this because she's been in the shoes of a small business owner and as a systems expert. And she also has the most organized house I have ever seen. You should see her pantry and her kitchen. So without further delay, here's my sister, Julia, talking about process mapping. So, hey, how are you today? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing just great. So explain to someone like me who's not familiar with the term process mapping uh, what it is. Well, it's a good question. Process mapping is uh, one of the u- most useful tools you can use to help your business understand not only what it does, but where you might find opportunities to improve it or save money or make things better for your customer. It's uh, a way to actually take the words that you use and turn them into pictures. And that's important, right? Because as we tend to work our businesses day to day, we get hung up in details. Sometimes those details mask what might be a problem, might be an opportunity. 
And if we use a, a nice process map, whether it be simple or complex, that can help us to maybe understand what we need to change, uh, how we can eliminate waste, or even reduce cycle time and save money. Okay, the, the whole words into pictures thing kind of lost me a little bit. So tell me more about that. Well, we we often use words to describe things. You mean like... But if you're like me, right? I'm more of a visual learner. Mm-hmm. I can look at a picture and understand things much more clearly than I can if I sit down and read it in a paragraph. Right. So once you have that picture of what you're doing, you have the opportunity to actually look at it in depth and kind of pick out things that might go undetected when we just run around in our busy worlds, creating product or providing services or, you know, doing whatever it is we do. So if we are, so I was thinking that this was more for uh, processes in within our company, right? So this is what we're talking about, right? So if we have something we need to do uh, weekly, daily, annually, however frequently, we'd want to map that out, right? Is that where we're going with this? Well, it could be, and it certainly would be useful for doing that. But it can also be much more than that. It might be a definition and detail that really exemplifies how we provide services or products to our end customer. So depending on how elaborate we get with our process map, it might, in fact, show things like costs, like delivery time, certainly who provides a service to us, who is our supplier. All those things can be incorporated into a process map. Now, not to confuse you, because process maps can be incredibly simple. And in fact, the more simple maps are really excellent things that you can use to, for example, train new employees. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. So you sit down with them and say, this is what we do, first of all. Second of all, this is what your role is in that process. And third, um, do you have any questions that would, in fact, come up as we sit with that new employee and talk to them about what they're going to be doing? Okay. So it's kind of a flow chart. Would that be? It is a flow okay. chart. And as I say, they can be very simple or very complex, Okay, depending on what it is that you're trying to accomplish with the actual process map. Okay. So applying it to a small business, like very small business, like maybe you have an employee or maybe you work with some contractors or maybe you don't. Maybe it's just you and your business. What are some ways that you could utilize a process map? Well, look at it this way. We all have processes, whether we recognize that fact or not, Mm -hmm. right? How you get up and get ready for work in the morning is a process. It can be very sporadic or highly varied, but it's still a process whether you recognize it or not. So as a small business, you're probably struggling with, well, cost for one thing, of course. Second of all, getting things done on time, delivering to your customer what you said you'd Mm -hmm. deliver. All of those things may benefit from sitting down and saying, okay, what is it I'm going to do today, Mm -hmm. right? 
And what is it I'm going to do tomorrow? How are those things different? How do I understand what's happening? Okay. Okay. So right now, as we're recording this episode, it's late November, 2023, and many of us are planning for 2024. Uh, personally, um, I invest a lot in planning my marketing because that is kind of my main focus of my business. But how can process mapping help us when we plan for 2024? For 2024, you might use a process map to determine, for example, where can I cut costs? Example, given, say I produce a widget, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. And I know that even if I'm doing that myself, I take certain steps to do that. If I don't fully understand what those steps are and where costs come in to each of those steps, whether it be through rent, space, time, if I could better understand that, I might see the opportunity to cut my costs. And that would mean more profit for you. Okay. Okay. That makes sense now. So, um, I just, I just finished a book called Buy Back Your Time. And in it, which I highly recommend, by the way, in it, the author Dan Martell talks about having a buyback rate for your own time, figuring out what an hour of your time is worth and how much of it could be outsourced and save you money by outsourcing it. Is that the example mm-hmm. of sort of thing that you would track in a process map? Yes, definitely. Okay. For example, if I spend three hours just coming putting parts together, back to our widget example, mm-hmm. right? Then how can I take that time that I spend and reduce it, whether it be through using a contractor or outsourcing it to someone else? Um, so definitely that would be the way to go. Okay. Okay. So the reason you'd map a process is pretty much just for saving money? Not always. Okay. You might want to reduce your cycle time, Right. So if you could accomplish in one day, which now takes you three days, wouldn't you want to change that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So you can use your process map. Once you understand what you're doing, where you're spending that time, use that process map to try and perhaps reduce the time that you spend on each task. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So do you have an example of, of a process map that, uh, someone that is maybe a solopreneur. Um, I guess I'm thinking, I mean, I used to have a design business, right? And and a lot of what I would do, um, you know, would be the same every time. And it would be, I would actually, I actually made checklists for myself to make sure that I covered all my bases. For example, uh, if I got a new client, I would make sure that I recorded all their information in my CRM system. I would make sure that I have a contract done and that sort of thing. Are these an example of things that you would include in your process map? Absolutely. Okay. For example, just what you described. Now, that's with you doing it yourself, Mm -hmm. right? But if you expand your business and you want to train someone on how to open an account, for example, then you'd use that process map as an easy way to show them what's expected of them, what they need to do, with each new account that they open. So it's basically a standard operating procedure or it could be. 
It could be a standard operating procedure. It could be, right. But more importantly, it's visual. Okay. Okay. So how do you do so it? What's it? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I don't have to sit down and write out things, right? I just flash that map right in front of them and they love it. <laughs> I love that. Okay. <laughs> so how do you develop that? So first of all, you need to, you know, consciously define what it is you're mapping and why you're mapping it. Okay. So if in fact, I just want to document the process to open an account and we've been doing it for so long, we don't really believe there's any reason to believe we can do it faster or better, mm -hmm. then it's a simple map, right? We're sitting down, we're saying, I first do this, I second do that, but we're putting it into a picture. And from that, you're going to uh, maybe document that and put it away and save it. And when you have that opportunity, you would just bring it back out and show people what it is. What are the steps to go ahead and... and um... So you've defined the reason you're mapping, okay? You've defined the outcome that you want. In other words, I want to just document this so I can use it to hire new people, mm -hmm. or I want to really look for how I can improve the process. But you need to define that up front. So you don't spend a lot of time working on things that really isn't something that you're interested in at that point in time. Then you need to gather a relevant data. So, for example, if I'm looking at um, reducing the cycle time that it takes me to create the widget, I want to understand how much time I spend at each step. Or if I'm working on a process map to reduce cost, I want to understand the costs that come from each of those various steps in a process. Okay. So once you gather that data, um, if, in fact, you're not a sole entrepreneur working by yourself and you have other people that work for you or you have contractors that are involved, mm -hmm. you want to gather those people, whoever they may be, who need to give input into your process map. And okay. the more complex your map is, the more important it is that you get the input that is relevant to whatever process you're mapping. Okay. Um in my own experience, people tend to say, we're going to create a process map, so I'm going to bring in my my first-line managers and talk to them. In reality, that might not be the person you want to talk to. What you want to talk to is the person who's actually doing the job. Gotcha. The implementation. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, the reason for that uh, is that very often – especially at a managerial level, you will not really know what your people do. Mm. Not always true, but sometimes, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Then you've got your people, you've got your data, you actually want to create the map. And that can be very complex if you start using some of the softwares that are offered all over the web, <laughs> <laughs> right? But you don't have to be quite that fastidious to begin with. So what works really, really well in my experience is you get a blank wall and you get a packet of post-it notes in various colors. Mm, and you start by saying, okay, what is 
first of all, the first thing I do. What is my starting point in the process and what is my ending part point in the process? And then start filling in that map. And you want to include as much information as you can relevant to the level of process mapping that you're doing. So here again, that might involve the costs, uh, cycle times, if you will, the inputs, whether it's suppliers that send you things or contractors that provide services for you. Put the, that information on a post-it note, stick it on the wall. The reason this works really well is because if you find a mistake when you're halfway through, you can go back and move the post-its, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Very simple. Yeah. After you've got that map where you think it needs to be, just snap a picture of it on your phone and you can take that back to your software and make it all pretty and fun, you know, really fancy in your uh, processing, whether that be Visio or one of the other, many others that's offered. So you could even do it on like a Google Doc, right? Or some kind of sure. anything that... Or yeah. Excel, you know? Oh, right, right. Right. Um, as you're creating that map and you've got, yeah, whether it's many people standing around or if it's just you, one of the key tenets of uh, making successful process map is to fully understand what's happening. And uh, what I've had very good luck with is to start asking why. Mm-hmm. So ask yourself, why do I, you know, get this piece of information and put it on a post-it? And then ask why again and why again. And uh, it's called uh, a little tool called the five whys. So you keep asking why until you think you've got to a root cause. Hmm. Is that something, um, is that something that you would recommend doing yourself or is it more beneficial to have somebody from the outside come in and look at what you're doing? Uh, either way, if you're honest with yourself, mm-hmm. right? Right. Right. Um, you can do it for yourself or bring in someone from the outside who can help keep asking why. And eventually you'll get to a root cause or a root understanding of what it is that you're doing in your process. Hmm. So why do I get up in the morning? Well, I have to go to work. Why is that? I need money. Why is that? Because I have a house to support and a family and dogs. Keep asking why. Right. Why? To the point where it's inactionable. In other words, to the point where... You know, you're talking about Basically. a solar system or something like that, or, which it or you have to eat. Doesn't make sense to me. Or you have to eat. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so by asking those five whys, you basically are seeing if you can eliminate that step altogether, or yeah, if you can kind of that will help you understand. For example, um, if I'm trying to, for example, generate an invoice for my business, something mm-hmm. that. Most everybody has to do, especially in a small business, right? Right. And you keep asking why it is that a certain step happens. For example, I need to gather data. I need to gather information about what services were performed from the person I sent out to do the job. Okay. 
And I find out that it's taking a day and a half because that person is remote mm-hmm. and doesn't work in the same building as you do or, or it's a spouse and they have other duties. So you keep asking why it is that it takes them three days to give you that information. And through doing that, you might discover that, oh, well, I have someone in my house who's supposed to be delivering that data, but they can't because they're busy with other things. So what are the other things? Well, mm. they have uh, childcare issues or they have, you name it. So you keep digging down till you find something that might be actionable. So obviously child, child care issues wouldn't be an actionable thing that that's right. pretty much out of your control yeah. unless you hire a nanny for your company. But, um, right. but you, what you're saying is that if there's something that you uncover that you could actually do something about that. And you make the decision whether you need to do it again to, or, or do it for yourself. Gotcha. To make your business better, okay. to save time, save money, whatever it might be. Oh, okay. Super interesting. So t- tell me, what are some of the problems that happen when you're putting together a process map? Well, there's some pitfalls that you can, you know, stumble across. One is, as I alluded to earlier with the fact that uh, you need to have the right people in the room. So we always tend to think in terms of, well, this is how it should happen, but we might not actually happen that way, right? Mm-hmm. So be aware of the fact that you want to actually map the real versus the ideal. Mm-hmm. So in a perfect world, for example, if I have to um, say I'm writing a document and I have to have it reviewed by a number of people, and in a perfect world, each of those people would take three hours to review it. But in reality, that never happens, right? Mm-hmm. One person might say, I can do it in 15 minutes. Another person actually takes eight hours to review it. So it's important as you map to understand what the reality is versus the ideal situation. Gotcha. And then at that point, if somebody is taking three hours and another person is taking 15 minutes, you may want to transfer that task to another person, right? Well, you do that or find out, you know, with your five whys, why does it take them eight hours versus three? Okay. Really interesting. So what is the, um, so I guess the ultimate goal for this would be to save time and save money, right? That's, that's the reason why as a small business owner, you'd want to implement something like this because at the end of the day, time is money. True. And customer satisfaction, right? Right. So if you're going to hang on to your clients or your customer, whoever that might be, you want to provide the best service you can for them at the best price. And this will help you get to that, hopefully, you know, ideal state where you are doing that for your customer. Okay, perfect. And benefiting yourself as well. Perfect. Okay. Well, this has been really interesting. As, as I, um, mentioned in the intro, we, I am kind of focusing on planning for 2024. And I think that this is something that we could certainly use 
looking back at processes that we already have in place in 2023 and or new processes that you're creating for 2024 to just really get down to making it the most efficient as possible and the most effective as possible. Would you agree? Most definitely. Okay. As I say, the you one of the most useful tools that I think any business can use to understand how to make things better and to basically understand what it is you actually do. Right. And it can be small things too, like move the trash can closer to your desk or right sure. or um yeah. it, it, I, well that's the only example I can think of. <laughs> But big or small, anything that saves us time is going to save us money as small business owners and make our life simpler. And that's, of course, what we all want. Um, now, you have some information that uh, you can share with us, too, right, in the show notes that I can put in the show notes? I'll give you a link to some information that people might find useful. So people want to um, reach out to you personally. How can they get a hold of you? Uh, you can reach me on LinkedIn. Perfect. I'll put the link in the show notes. Well, thank you so much. This has been super interesting. I'm excited to what I personally can be doing for process mapping in the next year. And I have a feeling that a lot of us are going to learn a thing or two from everything you taught us today. So thanks so much. Thank you, Janice. And there you have it. What did you think? Are there some areas of your business where you could use some process mapping? I know that I'll be looking at some systems to see what I can improve. To learn more about process mapping and about today's episode, you can find the show notes for today at myweeklymarketing.com forward slash 34. Thanks for joining me today. See you next time. Bye for now.